नमस्ते एंड वेलकम बैक बुद्ध पूर्णिमा ग्रीटिंग्स टू ऑल ऑफ यू आई विल बिगिन विथ ए स्मॉल चैंट विच इज फ्रॉम वेदास बट वाइडली यूज्ड इन दी बुद्धिस्ट ट्रेडिशन असतोमा सद्गमया तमसोमा ज्योतिर्गमया मृत्योर्मा अमृत गमय असतोमा सद्गमय तमसोमा ज्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मा अमृत गमय लेट इज मूव फ्रॉम असत टू सत फ्रॉम अंट्रूथ टू ट्रूथ लेट इज मूव फ्रॉम डार्कनेस टू लाइट तमस टू ज्योति let us move from death to immortality from impermanent to permanent mrityu to amrutatvam so this is a prayer from the vedas but widely used in the buddhist tradition also so tomorrow being the buddha purnima the full moon of buddha what is this full moon of buddha many of you may know about buddha buddha was a prince he was called siddhartha siddhartha or siddhartha he became buddha the whole journey began very in an interesting way he was a prince he never knew about any problems because he was brought up like that his father who was the king he wanted to train him as a king so he was uh, taking care of him instant gratification whatever he wanted was given he was never allowed to see any difficulty in life siddhartha as a young boy as a man he never knew any difficulties of life he never saw what is old age because all the people around him were young and healthy he never saw sickness because no sick people were kept around him and he never saw death he doesn't know about he didn't know about death that is that's how his father brought him up and first time in his life he went out of the palace once he used to go out of the palace but people they used to be arranged so wherever he was going already they knew the paths so they used to clear away the paths and then everything nice used to be kept around so he never even knew the difficulties of people first time when he went out of the palace without the knowledge of anyone he called his charioteer and he said come on let us go his charioteer said no i need some time he said no nothing doing this is my order let us go so then they went out and the story is like this this is a legend a lot of myth and legend about buddha's life uh, and the stories because it's all about 2500 years before so it's not really recorded when buddha was around most of the recordings were around 300 ad that means almost around 800 years after he left his body uh, so there is lot of myth and legend but there is lot of historical evidence for buddha so the the legend goes that he he went out in his uh, chariot 
and first he came came across a, a old man who was bent and was uh, with all wrinkles on his face and was finding it difficult to walk he asked what is this this type of a person i never saw in my life so no he's a old man everyone will become old one day his charioteer told oh then the chariot went a little further and he saw one sick person he was coughing and then uh, really was sick suffering with sickness then he again asked what is this i never again saw this type of a person he said yes this is uh, suffering sickness sickness is uh, can happen to anyone any time we all go through sickness if there is a body there will be sickness because body means a sharira sharira means that which is continuously changing shiryamana swabhavatvat it has the nature of change continuously changing deteriorating oh then the chariot went a little further and he saw uh, a peculiar thing four four people were carrying a body because in india they carry the body uh, the body was lying and people were carrying the body and uh, it looks as though the person was sleeping but people were uh, sad and they were crying and uh, he didn't understand what is this he said this is a dead body dead body is is being carried to the cremation ground he will be cremated now what is meant by that yeah it's like it's a nat- nature of life we all will die this really shattered the image of what life for buddha he turned the charioteer turned the chariot back to the palace he came straight to the palace and he was completely immersed in these images and he understood what is suffering he understood what is suffering he understood that one day i will also be sick i will be old and i will also die then how can i really what is meant by life what is the meaning of life purpose of life what is the solution for suffering he started feeling the suffering of other human beings having come first time face to face with suffering and death so this is how it began so then it goes on then he left his palace his kingdom and then he became a monk and then he pursued 6 years with intense pursuit then he got enlightened he became a buddha he didn't want to teach but then he felt compassion and love for others to teach and he continued sharing his wisdom sharing his knowledge with uh, uh, with everyone for 44 years the 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 legend is that around 29 when he was around 29 he left at 36 he got enlightened he lived till 80 so for around 44 years he went round uh, everywhere in the country sharing his wisdom his love his compassion so what is it now for us it's 2500 years before someone can ask that what is the significance of buddha's life to us today there should be a meaning uh, to buddha's life and teachings uh, today then only it's meaningful to discuss what is the significance or importance of buddha's uh, life and teachings to us in our day to day life in this modern times uh, in 2100 in this millennium what is it how to understand and apply i call it like there are five aspects to it five points there are five things which we can learn from buddha's 
life and his teachings and wisdom what are those five things the first thing is suffering suffering is not really bad suffering is needed in life in fact suffering becomes the starting point for many things the intense suffering when we go through or when we see someone going around us we don't need to suffer all the time we can learn from others suffering as well that's what happened to buddha buddha didn't suffer he was having a very comfortable luxurious life but he felt the suffering by looking at others suffering feeling the sufferings sometimes we suffer and learn sometimes we can learn from others sufferings we don't need to burn our finger to know that fire burns we can observe others and then also learn that is intelligence intelligence is we learn from others suffering the next level is we suffer and learn the third one is we suffer a couple of times and then learn the last and the the most meaningless thing is we keep suffering but we don't learn so first thing is there is a role for suffering suffering is not bad suffering is indicating to us in our philosophy we say suffering is like a brake in a vehicle we need accelerator and brake acceleration is needed brake is also needed every time we suffer we slow down you can observe there is a lot of learning in suffering we become mellowed down and then we try to understand so a lot of slowing down happens when we go through suffering any pain physical pain when no when when a person has a fracture and then uh, has to be like in the bed for some time immobilized it slows down but it makes a person think it's like a brake in the life it's important brake is as important as the accelerator the life brings it so when suffering happens we can learn the very famous indian text bhagavad gita also it starts with suffering arjuna was the student there he was emotionally hijacked and he had intense pain and suffering inside he felt the suffering of the emotional turmoil which happens to all of us in our life different things different situations loss of a close family member Uh, loss of a loved one or a breakup there are many things loss of the job and many things which give intense pain and suffering so arjuna also he suffered and then he had he started asking questions from krishna where the whole teaching of bhagavad gita happened same thing happened with the buddha so suffering we appreciate the value of suffering and we start learning from there on the second one is pursue your heart what happened to buddha when he suffered he contemplated on the life and he thought i cannot enjoy this life anymore without getting answers for these questions what is life what is suffering is there a solution for suffering is there a permanent solution for suffering because temporary solutions for suffering we know people know we can go to a party we can temporarily forget our suffering we can we can uh, spend time with our friends people can drink can, many things can be done where they can temporarily or they can take to drugs and create a hallucination and live in that it's just escapism temporarily we escape from the suffering is not a solution so buddha thought the temporary solutions i am not interested i want a permanent solution and he wanted to pursue his heart so the second lesson from buddha's life is pursue your heart you want to do something don't rush immediately you can ask you can wait for 6 months 1 year maybe or even maybe in extreme case 2 years but don't 
postpone it for the lifetime because many people they want to do things but they keep postponing 6 months 1 year 2 years 3 years 5 years uh, the life just flies time flies time disappears so pursue your heart you want to do something okay ask questions wait for some time see whether it is come coming from your deeper layers of your heart is it coming from your unconscious mind is it really the one that what you want to pursue just wait give some time keep asking the same question and then you will see that it if it is coming from your heart pursue it don't calculate too much if you are calculating then you are only in your head if buddha started calculating siddhartha started calculating he would have never become a buddha because he would have thought oh i am having a kingdom now i will become a king then i can have all the comforts it's not possible it's not possible so one has to pursue the heart but same time should be pragmatic a little bit wait a little bit and see whether it is coming from your deeper layers of your heart or it is just another whimsical thought today we pursue tomorrow we give up that's not what we want so second thing is pursue your heart and the third one is don't bother about about people who will criticize what people will think don't seek others approval if buddha started waiting for the approval of everyone around to convince his father convince his wife it's never possible you cannot please everyone you cannot try to get the approval of everyone yes sometimes it is needed we do need to do that also but if you are worried about the criticism and to get the approval of everyone then you cannot do these things there will be people who will criticize you there will be people who will talk bad about you behind you or in front of you it doesn't matter don't seek the approval of everyone maybe the significant ones you can take the you can explain things to the significant ones and then try to listen to them also but pursue your heart so the third one is don't get scared about what people will think about me people will think whatever you do they will think about you they will talk about you they will judge you so don't bother too much about that or in fact don't care at all the fourth one is intensity and passion when buddha left everything he was absolutely intense he was so passionate about his pursuit 6 years he pursued 24 by 7 he was doing his practices he went into the forest as he was going out he cut his hair off and then he left his expensive clothes he take to a simple life and he put himself out of comfort zone in order to seek the truth and then he started pursuing with intensity with passion he sought clarity seeking clarity is very important so seeking he was always seeking clarity in fact the word buddha means to know buddha to know it is from the root buddha to know buddhi intellect also came from the same root so that's why he is called as enlightened the one who knew knew the truth so seeking clarity is very important in life without clarity we always will go in the wrong route and it will take a long time for us to get back so pursue your path with intensity passion and seek clarity this is the fourth one the fifth one is align yourself align your head heart speech living 
this is actually the meaning of the namaste whenever we bring our palms together in front of our heart center and we bow down we are trying to bring our head head represents thinking heart represents all our feelings and emotions hands represent our actions we bring the hands together that is all our physical and mental things together all our different aspects together and then we say namaste that is the speech so we are trying to bring our thinking feelings our speech what we talk and then how we live aligning ourselves the real alignment is aligning our head heart speech and living live with alignment buddha showed it whole life he lived a life of a complete alignment what he talked he lived what he felt he lived so that's how the fifth lesson is align yourself it brings in the the joy the true nature our true nature is being joy we can experience the true nature when we start aligning ourselves the alignment is very important to experience our true nature which is unconditional uninterrupted joy the sixth one is share love and compassion buddha share so i will call it the sixth lesson is share you got something you share what you have first you get it and then you share buddha didn't start sharing before he got it because unless you have something you cannot give we can give only what we have if you have money you can give money if you don't have money how can you give money if you have information you can give information if you don't have information how can you give information same way if you have peace you can give peace if you have enough disturbance you can have give enough disturbance that's what we see in many of many times in our workplace sometimes our bosses are very disturbed and they disturb everyone around so the same thing here so share but first have it and love and compassion they are very important love and clarity these are the main things of buddha's life they are like two eyes two eyes of us they are like two wings of the bird clarity and love seek clarity and live a life of love without love there is nothing in this life love from the parents to children love between siblings love between friends love between partners love between uh, wife and husband all this is there is love love only moves moses buddha buddha could have never taught never shared his thing if there was no love for him towards the people if we don't have love in our heart we become very hard we cannot really experience any joy in our life when there is love then there is joy so that is why uh, seeking love living a life of love is very important so this is another aspect of buddha's life seek clarity and develop love and share care of course many times when we think of buddha people think of mindfulness and meditation and other things of course they are part of the whole thing they are part of our yoga part of our life developing more awareness more mindfulness and living a life of uh, contemplation so i wish you all a very uh, joyful uh, buddha purnima the full moon tomorrow 
this happened to be the day when buddha was born buddha got enlightened and buddha left his body also that's the that's what the legend says so have a nice day have an amazing day and this happened to be a weekend also wish you all a wonderful time namaste oh